0: Yeah, those movies are a fucking trip dude I, I was I was, blo- I, was uh, <laughs> I was I was scratching my noggin at the laughing windows I was like eh this? it's like yeah, this is Jolly so it's gonna wrap up in the last 25 minutes is it just is it just keep watching and keep watching and yeah there it is there's that person's teeth <laughs> hanging out you know Folks, it, we're right back. This is the Cinnamon Beef Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Gary Hill. And with me today is Jeffrey X. Martin. How you doing, sir? Doing good. How are y'all doing? Oh, man. Doing fine. Glad, I'm glad I'm uh, over that hump, I guess, because I need it was a
1: big It was a big hump, brother. Yeah.
0: <laughs> need to get it back in the swing of things again. Yeah, man. But uh, we'll kick this off the same way we always kick it off. And I'll ask X, what have you been watching, man?
1: You know, it's funny because I've been so busy doing stuff, I don't watch a whole lot. So I've been watching, usual, just a lot of wrestling and a lot of comfort movies. Um, we did see Us opening weekend. I figure most everybody who's seen that by now. Most everybody. It's great, so you know, check it out if you haven't. I really dug it. I thought it was good. Uh, let's see. I did watch The Iguana with the Tongue of Fire from Arrow Video. That's in Giallo, and it's it is so amazingly bad, you've got to see it twice. You're making
0: Richard excited right now, just thinking about it, you know.
1: Oh, my God. it's just It just doesn't make a, a lick of sense, and people in it look alike, so you can't tell who's who, and you don't know anybody's name, and it's just fantastically awful. So, yeah, get that from Arrow if you need to, but mostly we just watch... Well, yeah, comfort movies around here, uh, for me, they end up being old Carpenter or Argento flicks. like I'll watch The Fog or Tenebrae anytime, and, you know, Cootie watches anything Lord of the Rings or Tombstone or the Cornetto trilogy, but as far as new or, you know, interesting stuff, there's just too much other stuff going on, so I haven't had time.
0: And that's fine, man. Um, I watch some stuff I, I, that I could mention, uh, one of which that I can recommend because the it's the first time they got a Transformers film right since the original one in 86. Bumblebee was real good, y'all. And I, I got to say that I'd recommend it to people to watch. If, um, it was a little angsty stuff in there because uh, the one that finds Bumblebee is a girl this time. But you get a lot of good stuff out of that movie. You get minimal, you know, Transformers in there. Which you think, oh, that's going to be bad. But no, it, it's a good thing because it really, it really builds up the relationship between her and the robot. And I loved it in my '80s movies, and I love it now. So if you want to watch a good good uh, action movie with Bumblebee in it, Bumblebee is the way to go. And um, I watched Holmes and Watson because people keep telling me that it's terrible, it's unfunny, and those people would be correct because it's it's there, but it's it's not really fair to to, to say that it's 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 not worthy of you watching it. It it, it is a shit sandwich, but it has parts that genuinely make me chuckle in it. I mean, you got John C. Riley and Will Ferrell in there. There's a lot of parallels in, in, in between, you know, that and Talladega Nights, in which they're at odds because uh, Watson is always uh, second fiddle to the very buffoonish Sherlock Holmes in this movie. And he wants to be a detective of his own. And he won't let him, of course, kind of like the same, you know, ain't nothing wrong with Silver thing and Ricky Bobby. You know, and uh, <laughs> it plays... It's a real buffoonish movie. It has like a modern hip hop soundtrack for no good reason, but he makes fun of the thing of of Robert Downey Jr. over analyzing a fight, and I think that's pretty funny. It it and um who shows up in that movie? Oh, yeah, Braun Strowman shows up in this movie in a really yeah, funny I saw
1: Strowman in the previews. Yeah, it's
0: pretty great. But if if I were to give Holmes and Watson the rating, it's probably a four out of ten. But it's worth a red box rental and. Yeah, we'll talk about Rotten Tomatoes later in my beef section, because I have a problem with them. Um, other stuff, other stuff, other stuff. I watched the new Twilight Zone series. Well, the first two episodes. I haven't gotten to the rest of them yet. That's another one that people can take or leave. I'm somewhere in the middle. I hear the third and fourth episode are really good compared to the the, the ones before it. They take spins on stuff, like the... Nightmare 30,000 feet episode with Adam Scott in it in which, uh, they take the idea that maybe he's the, the, he is the cause of the crash, but, yeah, like, he, like, he's the, the human element is the gremlin on the plane, and that's fine, you can give that a watch, and, uh, that's on... First episode's on YouTube, last time I checked, and the second episode and rest on are on CBS All Access, so you know, more and more streaming services just to take in your money or if you don't like that, pirate that shit because there's too many of them and I don't think it's really fair for them to to say, Here's this medical drama number twenty three and we're not gonna put this on regular T V because it's not it's not good enough for it or something. I don't know. I I can't call it. You know. Everybody's gotta have their thing. You're in a mood today. I am, kind of. You know, things, things make me angry, you know. <laughs> I watched I watched the first 20 minutes, and I, I'm i going to go back to it, but I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of it. Have you watched any of the, um, the Viceland series, the series The Dark Side of Wrestling yet? or dark Dark is it Dark Side of the Ring? I have not
1: watched Dark Side of the Ring yet, believe it or not, because that's something that's on my list that I need to check
0: out. I watched the first 20 minutes of uh, the Bruiser Brody episode, and... That's somebody who my father always talked about, the Bruiser and the Crusher, and I, uh, I'm really digging it so far. Although if you want to watch, you it, it get sad about stuff about the tra- the real tragedy of the of the ring and stuff that goes on. I think the latest episode is about Brett uh, the, the, the 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 screw, screw job, job. The screw job yes. But the second episode is titled uh, a match made in heaven, which is has. Macho man and Miss Elizabeth in the picture. So I'd imagine it, it has heavily to do with her, her the the mysteries behind her death. I'd imagine it has to do with that. But um, is there a mystery behind her death? I just thought it was Lex Luger's fault. Well, I guess I just thought it was Lex Luger's fault. I guess he'd be in jail if this was the case, but he's still just haunching around. I guess karma's a bitch because he's uh he's walking around with two canes because of the roids and uh. Not not doing very well there, Lex Luger. You are no longer uh, the narcissist or the total package. Or uh, it's all you, right
1: though, because Jesus loves him, so that's fine.
0: Geez, Jesus said, I love you, Lex Luger. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, besides that, not a whole lot. You know that I can recall. I've been I've, I've been binging Parks and Recreation for no good reason because that's there on Netflix, and you know because it's a great show. It's something I enjoy. Yes, indeed. You know. Um, I watched... You'll hear about this on... Whenever it gets up on on Horophilia. Something I I can't recommend... Because it's kind of garbage. The Silence is a movie on Netflix. with, With, uh... Stanley Tucci and that girl that plays Sabrina... On the new show. Which is basically taking all the best parts of... Of the... Of, uh... The Quiet... Of A Quiet Place... And the birds... And a little bit of Jurassic Park... And throwing it in this fucking movie... In which these things, of course, hunt by sound... And are terrorizing these people, and the the daughter's deaf, of course, just like in a quiet place. And um, it's just trash.
1: You it, know what? You know what else hunts by sound?
0: What's no, what else that? hunts by sound?
1: Dolphins. Dolphins. Well, that that'd be a much better movie, I think. So if I could get flying dolphins in in New England, just hiding behind trees and and you know eating people, that'd be great.
0: And humping people. Now, dolphins do that too, right? And That's humping, right. Yes, yes. They dry humping, hump people? <laughs> humping
1: dolphins that eat people while they're humping them. Yes.
0: Why yes. not in Hollywood? Let's say it's a dolphin too. Por- porpoise nato, right there. <laughs> they're flying through the air with a oh, dolphin nato. They're flying through the air with a porpoise, okay? There you go. I'm done. That shit.
1: that's good that's free that's free, that's free
0: for y'all that's keep that f- that's free like the dolphins humping people you know? <laughs> i hear i hear bad things about them going in those tanks just having. oh i'm gonna go swim with the dolphins and then you know you get that uh they start I'm humping. be keaton yeah they start humping people you know that that's a that's the thing dolphins do <laughs> just taking revenge on their supposed captors the last tank on the left yes smile you son of a bitch Dolphin genocide <laughs> everywhere, you know.
1: You and know mean, what? If aside. we made this movie, I would name one of the dolphins Lundgren. Yeah. God,
0: why? Dolphin Lundgren? That's perfect. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> oh. oh, my God, I'm done Done with the – but, yeah, y'all, y'all could pitch that to, to Asylum. I, I would watch that movie, you know. There has to be humping with the dolphins, though. It has to be. Yeah, would, agreed. It would not work as a film, and that would make me sad.
1: But but really bad CGI humping. Yes. Yeah, not like practical effects. Don't need that. Just give me fucking Birdemic-level effects with dolphin
0: humping. That'd be like, you know, somebody weird having sex or something, just flopping around if it was, if it was practical effects, you know. Be like the, the Brazzers, Brazzers version of Flipper. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh.
0: Yeah, that's about it for that segment. One oh, well, on a high note there, and we'll move into our beef, uh, bitches, and mashed potatoes segment.
3: Okay, who gets the burly
0: uh, beef? I ordered barbecue beef. I think that's mine, but I
2: didn't you order gets fries. The barbecue.
4: Mine's the Juke Deluxe. Okay, who gets the burly beef?
0: You beefing on
1: anything, brother? You know, I don't really have any. I know that doesn't surprise anybody. I have some minor irritations, but here's the thing. It's nothing that I really want to hurl out into the universe because to me that just makes them get bigger. So I don't know. I mean, you can call me superstitious, and I reckon I am, but I think in this situation I'm probably megastitious. So I'd have to be really really mad and probably really really drunk to really just start throwing stuff out i will say this though the home loan process moves really slow at the beginning at least which is where we are and it's driving me a little bit nuts
0: i hope uh good things for for your uh your entire family unit if you will you know
1: well, well, thank you, but I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. There's probably a way to speed this up. Yeah. <laughs> What's your beef, brother?
0: Tell Kudu put on her dancing dress. We'll get to that later on, man. About the dancing Whew. dress. Yeah. Oh man.
1: <laughs> she can wear that whenever she wants.
0: Man, oh man, oh my beef is I mentioned earlier, Rotten Tomatoes is a plague on movie studios, and I think they should just. Not allow them to watch films before they come out because these people dictate pretty much because people are stupid. They'll follow whatever Rotten Tomatoes says. What a film will make in the op- its opening weekend. They they did it to to Holmes and Watson well deservedly. They did it to Hellboy, which I I don't think deserved it all that much. I didn't see it. But I hear people not like it but don't like it at the same time. It deserve it deserved its its day in court because a film like that is not going to make it on just comic book fans alone. It proved it when it's opening, but it made $12 million on its opening weekend. So it, it proved it, you know. So if people see that it's, it's it got 8% on Rotten Tomatoes or something, odds are it's, it's right there on your IMDb. It's right there everywhere. You, you're not going to go see it. It's probably on Fandango. I haven't seen it on there, but odds are if you see it like that, you're not going to take a chance on it. So it doesn't give it films like that a chance to make money. So I think the way they should do it is... Give them, like, a week or something to, to see how they're going to do. And then let, let that Rotten Tomatoes, you know, f- flag fly if you want to. But this two weeks before the film comes out shit is ridiculous. I, I think need, it needs to be stopped by the studios, I think, because it's, it's killing them. It really is. What do you think, X? I agree. I don't look at Rotten Tomatoes because, to me, I mean,
1: I... <sighs> I know what it is. It's an aggregation site. So it's not really a site run by critics. They just pull together reviews and give a percentage based on those. But if if people band together and slag a movie before it even comes out, Rotten Tomatoes is going to aggregate that and it's already going to get, you know, shit canned before it hits the screens. So no, I don't think I don't think Rotten Tomatoes is a Bad concept, but I think their current guidelines are bad. My suggestion is find people that you trust, whether they're critics or their friends who go to movies all the time. Listen to them and don't go to Rotten Tomatoes at all. Hell, you're better off at
0: Letterboxed than mm-hmm. you are Rotten Tomatoes. You really are. Oh man, there's 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 other stuff to be beefing on this this Notre Dame Cathedral thing. Don't get me wrong; it's an it's an 800 year old church it had a fire that tore off that burned off part of the top of that church but you get these fucking people that raised i hear i hear upwards of a billion dollars now to restore this 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 uh the spire at the top of the church and they're not thinking about real world problems you know I, I i don't i don't believe in people like this that will raise that kind of money for something as as minuscule as the top of a church, because the rest of the church is pretty much okay. You can fix some fire damage on the top of that thing, because it's not going to be you can never replace the top of that church all the way. It's never going to be the 800-year-old thing that it was. It's just going to be a replica. So what the fuck is the point? I think it's we gonna... all, everybody hates remakes. Hey, man. Put some sh- sh- shellac on the top of that bitch and fucking cover it up, man. Get a, put a blue tarp up over it no it it, it needs to look good don't, don't don't get me wrong like millions of people to go to go to go visit that thing you know I don't I don't i don't I don't endorse Catholic church you know man fuck, fuck that Catholic church but i i, I respect people's i of wanting the one to go see something and if they're gonna go see it they need a roof over it obviously but it's it's yeah is as architecturally beautiful as it is it doesn't need to be, they didn't, they didn't replace the Twin Towers when it got burned, when it got tore to the ground. I mean, for another thing, let people report what the fuck they want. They had a, I think it was for, for, I know it was for Fox News or something, I think it was for Fox News. Like I give a fuck about them. But if you're a reporter, you say that may, maybe somebody set that fire. Maybe the fuck they did. Because the, this guy, I forget his name, got reprimanded for saying, hey, maybe somebody did set that fire. It's a possibility they did, so why wouldn't you say that? He didn't have any evidence. What is it, where has that stopped him before? should say, hey, maybe somebody set that fire. Just like in passing. And if they, if they find did. they did, would you apologize to the man? They're not going to apologize to that guy. But I just don't think that, you know, that they should spend these big, like Selma Hayek's husband and uh, uh, the Disney Corporation and the, the Apple Corporation are raising all this money for this fucking church. Where well, they can be, and I I can't really hate on the Apple Corporation because I know they give to charity constantly for, for schools to have computers and all kinds of other shit, so... They're doing good work, but this church thing is really annoying when you see, like, countries that aren't far away from there in, like, the third world that are struggling to eat and, you know, there's, there's, you know, Flint, Michigan still doesn't have clean water. You know, they could be fixing these, these real world problems rather than worry about fixing a church because they, they ain't going out to the ghetto to go fix those churches. Maybe, like, the, the, the third Baptist church on Crenshaw has, like, a leaky roof. They're not saying hey, let's go fix that roof. They're not thinking about that. They're thinking about historical Notre Dame Cathedral because it'll look good in the paper to say, hey, my, my husband or does this one uh, helped rebuild the, the glory that is Notre Dame Cathedral. I say just fix it and move the fuck on and give that money to somebody else. It's just really annoying that they're just stepping up to the plate <laughs> because this this incident happened where nobody got hurt, nothing was barely damaged, None of the fine art that was inside got damaged. Just shellac that shit and move on.
1: I I, I ain't saying Illuminati, but...
0: (laughs) You you can say Illuminati. It's okay.
2: Illuminati.
0: (laughs) Is the kernel in this Illuminati, you know? But like you said, they saved
1: all the art. They saved all the holy relics. All they're doing right now is, you know, smoke damage control, flame damage control, and rebuilding the roof. I mean, if this was an if, if these people were Amish, that shit would have been done by now.
0: Got to raise the barn, man, you know. Right? I've seen Witness. I know what that shit works. <laughs> Kelly Gillis, your are naughty. You're naughty, Kelly McGillis, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Give her a billion
0: dollars for another sponge bath. Man, oh, man. i pay for that. Not a billion dollars, you know, but go back in time be lovely, you know. But uh... right on. Right on. <laughs> Any other beefage? I I can't think of any more right now. I'm sure there's more, and uh, we'll get into that in our death segment because I I got I got love Anna beef for that death segment. <laughs> um, the films we're going to talk about today. This is the afternoon where we all are. Me, and myself, and X. are two films that he programmed for this show, and I'm going to tell you all about them. X, what are we watching, man? <sighs> We're going to title
1: this episode Suffer for Art because this are these are two movies about artists who probably go a little bit nuts pursuing the ultimate form of their chosen medium. How was that? Was that Doug Tilly enough? Did I do good on that? It's, it's, always,
0: <laughs> it's always never Tilly enough, you know. Never. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's Talayan, perhaps you know Talayan. What a great phrase! I like it.
1: <laughs> so what, what we watch, man? Uh, we watch The House with Laughing Windows and A Quiet Day in the Country.
0: Two two first time watches for you. I'm I'm, not, I'm never surprised with X, though, when he when he brings stuff to the table and uh, we'll, we'll get into The House with Laughing Windows from 1976 right after this. Poopy, poopy. Clytus,
3: I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet Earth. How peaceful it looks. Majesty, we'll destroy this Earth. Destroy it utterly. Send Rick and Penny in war rocket Ajax.
4: So, just destroy it. That's what Ming said. Don't you ever listen? Well, there's no arguing with Ming. Hell, Ming. Ming. Wait, you see those transmissions on the visua screen? Crow? Nightmare on Elm Street? Chud 2? Black Belt Jones? Nightbreed? <laughs> What's a critter? Oh, I've seen those things. Flash? I guess we could wait a while before the destruction. Yeah, and watch the movies. And talk about them. The
2: Hell Ming
4: Disobedience to Ming. For now... You can find us at Legion Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. iTunes. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. At WW... You know what? Just Google it for yourself. Just Google it, you bastards. Hey, Breaking two? Electric boogaloo? Samurai cop? Army of darkness? Flashdance? dance. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We might destroy the planet if we flash <laughs> The House with Laughing Windows from 1976. It is plot synopsis as this because it has a bunch of Italian people that I'm not going to pronounce their names. Uh, <laughs> Stefano, a young restorer, is commissioned to save a controversial mural located in the church of a small, isolated village. Spooky
1: Ooh, art restorations, <laughs> terrifying. It's
0: terrifying in this case. <laughs> I don't know, man. So basically, this dude is is called in this village like Wickerman style because there is like, some conspiracy action going on here to to fix up this this, this I guess like this stone painting inside a church. I, I it's,
1: it's, it's a it's a fresco. Oh, okay. So it's in plaster essentially.
0: But uh, it, it essentially depicts this murder, and it, and uh, of course you know he has to go all Peter McNichol on this bitch and try to you know get into it and. He gets deeper and deeper into... Yeah, that's a Ghostbusters 2 reference, guys. I'm sorry. The child. No, it's... Uh... You're but the pussy of flies to Vigo. Oh, I love it so much. Maybe it was better if Vigo was like uh, hovering over him in the background, you know. Need a little Vigo in our lives. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, he gets more and more into, like, what, what happened, what's going on in that thing. And he gets random phone calls from people... That says, you know, don't don't tamper with the painting because it was made by, you know, this guy who did all these freaky ass paintings and this is his last unfinished work, I guess, and he's there to 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 fix it. And he's getting all this opposition from phone calls and villagers and such. But X uh, what's you picked picked this movie, you brought it to the table. What do you think about it, sir? <sighs>
1: The House of Laughing Windows is fascinating for a few reasons. First of all, it's a Poopy Avati film, and I like to say the name Poopy Avati. Poopy. Yes.
0: Poopy. Poopy is a fun word to
1: say. Anyway, Italian horror fans know who that guy is. He directed Zader, which is also known as Revenge of the Dead. It's a classic let's talk to the dead guy sort of movie. Um The House with Laughing Windows meets most of the Giallo Giallo criteria, but it's really out there kind of on the outskirts of the genre, and it's such a classic slow burn. It doesn't really get nuts until like the last 20 minutes, and then it's just bloody as hell, and it makes it even more shocking. Another reason I like this movie is because I watch a lot of Italian movies. You probably know this, but I watch a shit ton of Italian movies. I didn't recognize a single person in this movie. Don't, didn't know who they were. Uh, the protagonist, Stefano, or Stefano, was played by Lino Capolicchio, who was in The Bloodstained Shadow, which I saw one time and barely remember it. So there's not your basic cast of familiar faces here. There's no Suave. There's no Barbara Magnolfi. George Hilton's nowhere near here. And I think that makes the movie more effective because you don't get performers who are well known within that yellow genre. Now, I don't like to make assumptions about their characters based on past movies. I mean, it's like watching strangers go through this horrible story and there's no kind of touchstone. Like, you know how no matter what movie Dwayne Johnson's in, it's still a Dwayne Johnson movie? Oh, yeah, like, it is definitely, you know. Yeah, like San Andreas, his Skyscraper, his Rampage, and they're, like there's barely any difference. Um, this it never occurred to me to be like, oh well, this is a Lino Capolicchio movie. Fuck, what the fuck do I know? It just feels like a brand new experience.
0: So we yeah, have a can Lino Capolicchio uh flex his <laughs> arm and break out of a cast in a movie. <laughs> I don't think so, son. Nope.
1: <laughs> the mad painter you were talking about, the guy at the fresco, Legnani, You get to hear all about his backstory, but they pull it out really slow. It's like it's like yanking teeth, it's so fucking slow. But it's really, really good because it sucks you into the mystery. Now, the problem with laughing windows is all the weird stuff uh, with women. Like, okay, Stefano meets this woman who is a teacher at the local school. They have dinner together after she reveals that she's got a refrigerator full of live snails. And she says – Oh, it's escargot, but I didn't have the heart to cook them. And they're just fucking crawling all over your frigid air. No, please. Stop what you're doing. Anyway, they sleep together one time, and he invites her to move in with him.
0: Must have been Uh, real good stuff, man. Who does that? Who?
1: I don't know who I'm quoting, but buddy, ain't no pussy worth that. Man. Not worth it. Um... Anyway, the Italians are different, I guess, just in how they do things. The, the movie's got a lot of gothic elements to it, too. The Catholic Church feels a little bit off, um, including Lidio, the deranged altar boy. He's My,
0: my favorite character in the whole film is dude, Lidio, by the he way. He is completely <laughs> out of his
1: mind. He's great. He's got that grin he's and not, that he's
0: not, cackle. Even, he's not even a red herring. It's just like, yeah, this guy's up to some
1: shit. yeah Yeah. he's he's up to horrible mischief bad things are going to happen around him yeah it's not you're right it's not even a red herring it's just like oh here's the crazy guy he's gonna fuck some shit up and he does um but i like him i like that church i like that elderly bedridden woman who looks like she's just out of a renaissance painting you get all these old buildings with the plaster walls and no natural light everything's just real thick and oppressive and it really gives you that kind of sense of dread that that small town which is very lovecraftian in the sense that uh everybody knows something that you don't there's probably a curse on it that no one's telling you about who knows but the atmosphere to me is really what makes the house with laughing windows great it's probably not that scary and it's not full of violent set pieces like your basic Giallo movie, but it's really unsettling. And again, there is no proper Blu-ray release for this movie. So I keep hoping Arrow or Scream Factory or – hell, I'd even – Criterion should pick this thing up. There's, I hope they do. There's a
0: shameless uh, DVD I think available, but that's Region 2, so you guys can't watch it if you don't a regionless player.
1: Right, but – Oh, this movie's just crazy. And we have to we have we have to talk about the titty.
0: Yeah, the titty, man. The reveal man. <sighs> yeah, that movie's fucked up.
1: <laughs> yeah. That is that is probably the most meaningful single titty
0: I have seen since eighth grade. It's gross too. It's pretty nasty. It's gonna hang off to the side and shit.
1: Yeah, there's what? it's it, it has uh fought hard against gravity and lost.
0: Yeah. We gotta get to the titty, man. I'm, I'm gonna get to that but... I don't watch much Jolly, you know, for for for, for not for good reason, because I'm 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 like that with final footage. Like, show show me something good that I'm gonna it's gonna my jaw's gonna drop at the end of it, because this is full of like exposition, exposition, exposition. But when, when you get to, at, like the last twenty minutes, it, it it all starts to come together, or like like the last act. Once you find that these these sisters were involved, you know and. You find out this out, you know, and you get to like the last five minutes of the film. It really is like, yeah, that's gross. Even like the last twenty minutes, because we mentioned we mentioned uh, my favorite character, Lidio, who's the consummate weirdo and the consummate everything. Because he's in this whole thing. Seems like the whole town's in this whole thing. Which I mentioned Wicker Man for that reason. It seems like everybody's aware of what's going on, except for Stefano, because the ultimate goal in this movie is. The sisters are the murderers of um. What's the artist's name again? Leniani. Leniani. They're, she's, they're the murderer of Leniani, and they're keeping him preserved within formaldehyde. <laughs> and I guess they want, I, well, from what I gather from the end of this movie, because the reveal is the sister take takes him in, which you he don't he don't know it's a the sister obviously or even a, even a woman t- takes him in and and says it's like oh that's a lovely wound. If it would make a nice piece of art, which tells me that all this art, this art was done by them, and that, that you know, they, they're, he's going to be their next piece of art, which means they've been doing this for years and years, much like the Wicker Man, like bringing a new guy in so they can make new art or something. I'm guessing that's what's going on. There's a lot of unanswered questions. There's a drooping titty we talked about. That's just, when she reveals the overcoat off, it's just hanging off to the side and nasty looking. And my, one of my favorite parts about the movie is, because women are not attractive, okay? Yeah, I hate to say that about older women, because, you know, you age and stuff happens. But there's a part of the movie where he's looking at all the paintings on the wall that this artist supposedly did. He's like, yeah, and this is the only one he ever done of a woman. And she looks like Frank Stallone, and it's really sad.
2: <laughs> Am
0: I wrong? Am I wrong to say this, X? You know? She does, look like, Stop. this is the most beautiful woman there ever was. The only female form <laughs> ever found. It's like, yeah, but she looks like Frank Stallone, so why would you probably call that a picture of beauty? Unless you're into that kind of thing. It's a long
2: road. <laughs> <laughs> It is far from a You know? Oh,
0: we'll do Santa alive one day, I promise. Actually. <laughs>
2: one day.
0: The <laughs> <laughs> reveal is like a really really crazy like I want more of this you know that's that's what most jollies are for me they, they leave me wanting more for from the from these characters but and it, it makes me guess so I guess in a way the movie did its job and but it, it took a little while for me to get there but that's the most jollies of me though it's that's that's slow burn like I, like I said so I, I uh I enjoyed it Mr. Mr. Poopy Avati man with an unfortunate name but here we are I think, um, that's
1: a, I think that's a nickname. I think his real name is just Defecation.
0: <laughs> Defecation. <laughs> oh, man. Anything else you'd like to say about the movie and Frank Stallone, perhaps? <laughs> Frank
1: Stallone, I think, is playing somewhere at a beach resort this weekend. If you can get your tickets. Or t- well, I'm on Frank Stallone's mailing list.
0: Frank Stallone and Joe Estevez going uh, on
1: tour together. Stallone does a musical set where he sings. And I'm, he's, like, playing at the Sands or some shit in Vegas.
0: <laughs> I don't know why I'm on his I, mailing I go, list. I would go see Stranger Things. I, I hear that that, that uh, Linda Carter does co- a country music review. I'd go see that in a second. Oh, know? I'd
1: see that in a heartbeat. Yes. That'd be All right. Um, no, I really, really like this movie. I don't think it gets as much play as other GLOs do. There are certainly more famous films, but I think this one's just nuts. So I I'll, I'll love it a lot.
0: What do you give it, man, uh, 1 to 10?
1: Uh, 8. I'm going to give that an 8 out of 10 because it's got – when it gets violent, it gets really violent. The buildings are weird, and that swerve at the end is ridiculous and plausible at the same time
0: yeah like actually you know that uh they the, the, they really pull off the setting really well and if you leave me feeling dirty and wanting more by the end of it, you've done your job as a film and i'm I'm with that with that maybe like a seven out of ten I gotta watch it again to get all the ins and outs of it, and yeah it's it's really fucking strange, and like you said it's it's a shame that they haven't picked this one up arrow or somebody just do it man it's 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 wild, man. It's, it's I, I liked it a lot. You know, if you leave me feeling dirty and wanting more, that's been a good date. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's an over-the-pants hand shiver, at least, right there, you know. Boom. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> oh, and up next, we're going to talk about Franco Nero and Vanessa Redgrave in A Quiet Place in the Country, a.k.a. Django prepared a coffin and he wants to fuck the corpse. I prepared that right there (laughs) just to get a laugh out of you
5: (laughs) you do not want to believe you are sleeping you do not want to believe you are sleeping you do not want to believe
4: comes alive, creaks and greets me, the house comes alive and it's hungry, the greedy gills will rent just like some more, at the brisk, at the wedding, at the funeral, my ghost will haunt your house, your house. cause what do they know, what do they know, my inky hands will stain your blouse, the good blouse, what do they know,
2: what do they know, know? (laughs) Another thimble Don't want to fuck me, I'll catch something cruel. <laughs> She sighs, what do you know?
5: It's going to get you.
4: Place. She strips away the structure of his
2: mind and body, piece by piece. Vanessa Redgrave, Franco Nero,
4: with Georges. A quiet place in the country.
0: quiet place in the country from 1968 uh, your cheap plot synopsis is this a popular painter played by nightmares that he and his lover slash sales agent are engaging in bizarre ritualistic sadistic sexual acts that's really bad English seeks to escape the city and rent a house in the country to paint and shit this stars Franco Nero as I mentioned Vanessa Redgrave and a whole bunch of European people that I'm not going to say their names but Franco's, Franco's the big one man and a whore. there's there, there's a whore in this in this in this episode, people, you know. You don't like European names, do you? No, I don't. don't. <laughs> Are you Georges Garet as Attilo. Gabriella Bocado as Wanda. Madeline Wanda. Damien. Wanda's Wanda's mother. <laughs> Wanda's mother. Oh, uh, there's more. Villager, 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 villager. <laughs> Lots of villagers. Including Piero De Franceschi. There you go. Franceschi. This film, uh, Fra- Fra- Franco Nero plays a painter and a fucking amazing pervert in this movie, and uh, yeah, basically he, he sees. It, it kind of reminds me of Don't Look Now in a way because he keeps seeing visions of different things around the town, and visions of this this uh, this cottage that this war torn cottage that he wants to go live in apparently so he can get inspired. <laughs> And then he runs a follow of this story of this this, this, ghost, of, this ghost of a horror who he wants to fuck apparently. But X, what do you think of a quiet place in the country? <laughs> <laughs> well, hell, you just broke it down real well. Um,
1: <clears throat> yeah, basically this is a story of an artist who slowly loses his mind. I think it's one of the best tales of madness ever committed to film simply because no one in this movie is reliable. Not a trustworthy character in the whole thing. Everybody lies. Everybody slips into the abyss of their own self-importance. The whole thing is just duplicitous. So I love it. Uh, Frank O'Neill is way the fuck out there as the artist who may or may not be living in a haunted house. Vanessa Redgrave acts like she's got a icicle shoved up her twat, and she's the woman who is his lover and his manager – now, uh he's losing his grip and a lot of the story is told from his viewpoint, so it's hard to tell what's real and what's not. You know, is it a coincidence that Redgrave looks like the girl who was killed at the house or that the housekeeper has the same long blonde hair as the dead woman? Who's to say they're not all conspiring to drive Franco Nero over the edge. The ending sort of implies that that might have happened. but sure I mean does. but I mean, he was already on his way there, you know, He was trying to get out of Milan and the modern life. And oh man, God, that beginning, the beginning segment when Redgrave shows Nero all the stuff that she bought in the city while he is tied to a chair that is beautiful she has stuff that doesn't even exist she said she bought an old elec- an, an erotic electromagnet what the shit is that make
0: your balls feel good i don't fucking know i either.
1: guess <laughs> i don't know my if, dude, if my if my balls are magnetic then somebody needs to explain something to me from birth um
0: there's a lot of kinks in this movie that misty Mar- misty should be watching this movie because there's a point of this, this sexy segment in which a knife sharpener is going for no good reason yep. and and in which he's getting erotically turned on by a, 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 a shoe buffer for no good reason. Yeah. You know?
1: <laughs> shoe buffer. It's kind of like a foot fetish, but removed once.
0: It doesn't, it's like, it, it, yeah. I imagine you want to feel some kind of pain, though, and this like, just, just seems like it'd be really relaxing to me, getting my, my foot uh, touched by a shoe buffer. <laughs>
1: The hallucination scenes are really good. There's a lot of those. You kind of get to see Franco's mind where, oh, here I am at a newsstand buying all kinds of pornographic magazines, and yes. there I am over there in a wheelchair being pushed by Vanessa Redgrave in a nurse's outfit. I mean, who hasn't had dreams like that?
0: Getting kinks, man. Kinks. Right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, the score, that Ennio Morricone score, is Nuts! It's got a banjo and a slide whistle. It is all and over the place. It is just a smack in the face. It doesn't. It's uh, insane. So, nothing in this, I mean, things don't make sense. Things seem, you know, incongruent, but what do you do? They're all part of the whole. And then at the very end, where fantasy and reality really start to combine, you're left wondering what happened until the very, very, very end of the story. And even then, there's still a few questions left. But I think Nero is fantastic in this. Redgrave is, you know, Redgrave. She's got a 9 volt battery up her ass the whole time, but. <laughs> I still think it's a great movie. Not well,
0: a GL. Go ahead. In, in this case, you know, it's, it's for it, we're saying that you know she's got a, a bug up her ass, but in this case, she has a very troublesome lover slash client who's, you with know, all we, 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 well, we know, his mind is going left and right, you know, going all over the place. So I'd imagine he's not the most easy guy to deal with, you know. But oh no! Sex, the, but the sex must be really good,
2: you know. Who knows.
1: <laughs> I think the checks are really good of all the kinks. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to sell art to afford the kinks. That's
0: how I see it. And uh, the, them narrating the porn magazines are one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie. Just, that is yeah. so funny. It is hilarious. <laughs> Go for it. I'm sorry. No,
1: I'm just saying this gets classified as a giallo a lot. It's not, even though it is a Italian guy, but it is such a 60s movie. I mean, even when it gets out of their apartment where they got all the vinyl and the stainless steel space age set decoration out in that you know cracker box palace out there in the sticks still really this is more 60s than the 60s deserved that furniture's got to go for big money now I tell you what that is some crazy kind of space lounge 2001 shit it's great um don't let any of that 60s stuff deter you if you're like oh I don't like old movies well you like madness don't you so check this one out because it's got great crazy Pick up the blue from Scream Factory, because that's out there, or just wait until this movie somehow drifts through your transom, because I think it is incredible.
0: So Shout TV is really generous with putting stuff streaming on their free app, too, so it might show up on there, too. Who knows? It
1: it could very well, because I can't imagine that this disc sold real well when it first came out.
0: And uh, I think it's because people don't know a lot about it, because I I didn't know what it was, but I watched it now, and I, I... I really love the Dissension to madness of Mr. Frank O'Neill in this movie, and that's that's basically your your crux of this whole movie. And then there's a side thing, which is a big part of the movie, because the reason why he wants to move into this house is because he's obsessed with this this woman he keeps seeing. And if you like premonition stuff, like Don't Look Now, you might really dig a movie like this. This is a little more sexy than that movie, though, you know, because uh, at the crux you have this, I guess this town doorknob named Vonda. Who was uh, supposedly gunned down by a by a, by a warplane, and you find out later that's not the case. But he's obsessed with her and her story. <laughs> when you get the part where you go meet her mother in this movie, and she has all these pictures up on the wall, it's kind of like that Reba McIntyre song "Fancy." Oh like, my God! Why would you even bring that up? <laughs> She's like, go out there and go be a horror, Honda, and uh, go bang all the young men in town, and you know. Here's your one chance, fancy. Don't let me down. She even had the red dress and everything, man. You you're know, hurting. you're hurting me right now. <laughs> Am I wrong, though, man? Come on, now.
1: <sighs> See that scene in the restaurant where he first learns about her, and all the men in town loved that girl, and oh, all yeah. the women just hated her because they <laughs> loved that girl a lot. You know, yeah.
0: Vonda got down people and
2: more
1: than more than once.
2: <laughs>
0: yes,
1: <clears throat> they were like, "Oh, she was a wonderful girl. She had a great personality." And all the women were like, "She was a whore." Yeah,
2: obviously.
0: <laughs> That's why all those women were at the séance at the end because they were like just staring at their husbands, like, "What are you going to say now? What are you right? going to say now?"
1: You know. If she shows up, we are asking her about you, Francisco. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just the most awkward looks ever once Vonda's ghost shows up and she starts sexing up the dudes because at at the end of this movie, you know, like you said, you don't know what's real or or fake in this movie. Uh, Franco wanted to get inside of her, but she obviously got inside of him because he goes crazy insane at the end and just starts murdering people and it's kind of great and apparently bloodstains will come out in the dishwasher because that's... I love... (laughs) the, the, the little shit in this movie the, 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 the open dishwasher in this movie just washing the murder weapons you just see blood splashing up against the glass and it's just it's just kind of great and i I really dug the the madness the all over the place this fucking movie and man it, it was something else man I gotta say and
1: it ain't high spirits
0: it ain't high spirits and it ain't for everybody but if you're really into this kind of stuff and like I am you know just bringing up Rima McIntyre on a podcast. It makes me happy. It makes my soul feel good, you know.
1: The fact that I got that says a lot about me.
0: Well, <laughs> I figured you wouldn't get that, so I brought that up to you. <laughs> I think Jamie would get that, too. She would have thought that was the most funniest thing oh, ever. Oh, my know?
1: God. I'm hearing her cackle right now, in my head. Yes,
0: indeed. <laughs> but that, baby's, that baby died, obviously, because it's just, it just the mama left, you know, with, with the cockroaches on the floor and stuff. And Lord. <laughs> I'm done. Oh, man. Ex-grandpa, tell me about the good old days, man. And, uh, right. What else do you like to say about this film? Um, I, one to ten, sir.
1: I think that this is really accessible art house lunacy, and I think Nero's eyes give a great performance. So I'm going to give this one nine out of ten.
0: Beautiful. I'm right there with you. I I think it'll be a ten out of ten eventually just to, yeah. I, can, I can wrap my mind around it a little more. But I'm gonna give it an eight though out of ten because I I need I need to watch it again because it's just it's just bad shit. It is. And the oh, scores shit. and the scores bad shit. And Vonda's a whore that, that with a uh, not a heart of gold apparently because she's she's a jealous type. We didn't mention that. It just it's, uh, I guess another reason why uh. Why she's so high-strung, but that's a red grave. She keeps getting fucking attacked by a ghost. And, you know, that's not fun. And uh, <laughs> uh and everybody that's... in town likes
1: to deny it, too. It's so funny. They're like, oh, I never slept with the phone, I don't know what you're talking about. And then two minutes later, they're like, hey, come here. And they're telling Franco Nero, yeah, I banged the shit out of that.
2: That was amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, this, this film is for you. Because li- listen to the, 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 the keywords on IMDB. I had to mention this. We're at, uh, scroll down, stupid thing. What's wrong with you? Keywords are... da 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 Scroll down. Nymphomania, necrophilia, fetishism, sadomasochism, and, uh, we didn't mention the ending of this film. I don't want to give it away, but there's a whole thing at the end where, especially you don't know what's from, from from reality to whatever, in which Frank Nero earns his porno magazines by, uh, Painting pictures for a for a, for a dirty orderly in this in this mental house and uh, the the proprietor of this these filthy uh, of these paintings is Vanessa Redgrave at the end of this movie so you can't tell if this is real and there's other stuff that you can't tell if it's real or not if it's all on his head it it does really good at that so it's it's eight out of ten I it's great I think you guys should watch it and uh, <clears throat> I'll leave it at that so it, necrophilia
1: sadomasochism fetishism and what else was it fetishism uh nymphomania nymphomania no wonder i liked it
0: sex with ghosts <sighs> shouldn't have brought up past spirits, should i yeah <laughs> yeah they wanted some sex with ghosts in that movie too man mm. sexy time oh my gosh but yeah we'll be right back to uh talk about at least one dead guy and close out the show
6: Hello, this is the Doom Show. Keep on keeping on and keep on trucking, America. We don't listen to our feedback because we don't get any. (laughs) (laughs) The truth hurts. I just alienated the two people that give us constant feedback. Sorry, guys. (laughs) That's got to (laughs) go. That's got to go in there. So on the show, uh, we talk about giallo movies and slasher movies and cult movies. Sometimes we even talk about Cameron Mitchell and his movies i am richard who are you i am brad the guy that's not richard or jeffrey or simon that's right we have four people and we always talk at once except to each other jeffrey lives up north simon lives across the world richard lives in penis alabama hello this is the doom show is a proud member of the legion podcast network check out the other shows on legionpodcast.com you can check out more hello this is the doom show at hellodoomshow.podomatic.com or at doommoviethon.com check for our amazon exclusive hello this is the doom show cookbook do you like hot dogs (laughs) we got them do you like mac and cheese we got it do you like cheddar we have it Actually, we don't. No, no cheddar. Just Colby. Colby Jack. Hello, this is the Doom Show. We never gave up on you, because you never gave up on us. Wow. Hello. Have you ever heard of MSK
4: 3000? Yeah, well, we ain't them. But we are movie fans who like to drink and talk shit about our favorite movies. So join me, your host, Nudie, along with my co-host, Jake the Snake, and special guest stars as we dissect our favorite, or maybe not so favorite, movies on the NFW Podcast, otherwise known as No Fucking Way. You can catch us on Heart Ophelia and also at NFW underscore podcast on Twitter, or NFW podcast at yahoo.com.
0: I have uh, one name and uh, <laughs> something else to mention in the death segment, and a segment we like to call The Butcher's Block. Um, for first off, ladies, you're gonna get dry real fast. I would like to announce here the death of Jason Momoa's beard. He he shaved it off in the name of environmental friendly plastics for some stupid reason. But uh, he is now beardless. So you girls are a little less wetter about Jason Momoa. So
1: you know, he shaved it off with a trimmer that was encased in plastic,
0: right? Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of pointless, isn't it? You yeah. know.
1: Was that the lawnmower?
0: Is that what he had? <laughs> he, he had quite the mane, and it's gone now, y'all. So it's uh it makes me sad as a bearded man, and it, it makes the ladies a uh, a little less wet in their downstairs area just thinking about it. See that the beard is gone, and uh, yeah, that that's gone. <laughs> but uh, the main one I want to mention is uh, not a celebrity, but he's a he's a giant in my book. Uh, my godfather, my friend, my my inspiration. My uncle he died, and uh. He was kind of a big deal to people. He made me appreciate humor and what what the unions are. And, you know, that that was a big, he was a, he was big, worked for the city of Chicago for as long as I can remember. And, but beyond that, he was just a mountain of a man. A tall in stature and just big in life. He would uh, help anybody that needed help, family or other. So he's one of those, one of those family members that, that, that is gone now. And I, I, I got to feel real sad about that because, I I I I loved him more than my own father actually, and that's that's saying a lot because my father wasn't a bad guy, but Polly was just the most generous, unselfish guy I've ever known in my life, and uh, he's hanging out somewhere because I, I went to uh, I went to a mass after his funeral, and I I think I flipped off the altar at least three times because he just they were just saying some shit that I was not enjoying at all about you know better places and time that they, they they took him and i'm like yeah but you you know you got a house that that rape built here in the catholic church and my cousin paul's i mean my uncle paul's never gonna see his next grandson and that that kind of hurts my soul a little bit that you know it's that you guys are talking all this stuff up there and i that, yeah he's gone now so i got over it though i don't i don't mourn him i celebrate him because he was that he was that great and uh yeah death sucks man yeah i, I was down for like a week because of that and I met John Cross the night before, so that was a that was a big thing. And then five hours later, my cousin Josh is calling me, telling me my, my that Polly's gone. I was like, man, fuck life. I I don't want to be. I don't I don't want to live right now myself. I'm a I'm gonna reflect on that for a while. And I I had to say it here because he's a he's a he's a big reason of uh, why I'm any kind of man today. You know, because he was just that great of a man that he he'd, he'd inspire anybody, including myself. So. Ah, uh, see you later, Bubba. I love you, man. And I'll, I'll leave it at that. Let me throw one more out. Go for it, man.
1: I just found out today, literally this morning, that our old uh, buddy Mike Jones passed away. Mike was a crazy motherfucker. He was veteran. He was in the National Guard. We would go over to his house, and we would drink, because that's what we do, and when we were finished drinking, he would try to give us more drinks because he was that kind of guy, but he was really funny, just a big, ebullient personality. He and his wife, you know, they split up. I thought he was in Chattanooga. Apparently, he was still here, but he wasn't even 40, and he had an accident. Apparently, he fell, had some head trauma, and that was it, but I literally just said that about that today, so... When sorry, I, your loss, buddy. Buddy, sorry for you too. But when I get out of here today, I'm gonna go get some booze, and going will pour one out for Mike Jones.
0: Cool. Oh my god. But um, <clears throat> X, you got something happen? Comes out tomorrow, actually. So tell the folks all about it, man. <laughs> um,
1: my new book comes out tomorrow, and it is called The Flock. It is the sequel to my novel from three years ago called Hunting Witches, and the story picks pretty much. Right up after that, um, lots of weird stuff going on in this book. They never caught the killers from the first book, so that tends to connect with the fact that there's now a revival going on in the town. And there's a lot of fire, and I kill a bunch of people in the book. So yeah, by all means, pick that up on Good Friday. (laughs) I didn't even do that on purpose. But it makes so much sense to put out a religious book for people die on Good Friday. Does Lodi show up?
0: I wish. What about Kidman? You know? What about Canyon? Did he show up too, you know? What about me? Oh yeah. What about Raven? What about Raven, man, you know? No, I I made that joke as soon as you announced the, the the title of the book and you didn't respond and I was upset. I was like, What the fuck is wrong with him? you know.
1: Oh my god! I just supposed have missed it. I'm sorry. No, that's guys, perfect.
0: It's that perfect. was a perfectly good Raven joke right there that you just wasted, man. You know. <sighs> well, now I'm ashamed. No. Don't be ashamed. <laughs> I needed to laugh after that fucking death suck, but that's good stuff, though. But, yeah, right. Yeah, the show you listen to now, uh, two minimum commentaries, because I'm I'm in the process of rebooting. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh... John Cross may be involved... LX may be involved... I'll talk to him about it... But... uh, Um... Yeah, that's on Legion... Those are both Legion... Um... Sloppy Seconds is kind of in limbo right now... But then again, so is Horophilia... I hope Jason works it out... But, um... I'm thinking of like... Not shit canning the show... But like making a segment out of that sequel... Thing and just... Making a segment on this show for it... And... Just interweaving the two... And uh, I think it'll work out real fine... Uh... Burning for Springwood, The Freddy's Nightmares Retrospective, myself, Suzanne, Mike Merriman, and Jerry Cortez, uh, I mean, has like a thousand shows, Jerry Cortez, Miss Mr. Venom, uh, can be found on the Legion feed, on the Cinema B feed, doesn't have a separate feed, because I didn't ask for one, so, it's, it's on the, the, those feeds, easily accessible, go check it out, they're really shitty episodes, but they're fun to talk about, talk about with a group, all the little flaws, and foibles in them, and, uh, yeah, That can all be found on legionpodcast.com. And uh, I didn't say that, don't say this enough, but Legion Podcast is a Patreon, and I think you guys should all go check it out. There's exclusive commentaries on there, exclusive shows on there, and uh helps Bo pay for the hosting fees. So don't send us money, send Bo money. Legion Patreon. And um, that's about it for this one. Uh, this has been the Sendin Beef Podcast, where if you've got beef, we've got the grinder. See you next time.
2: Bye Sunstone.
3: City Dweller, successful fella, thought to himself, oops, I've got a lot of money. Cynic, but my heart's not in it I'm paying the price of living life at the limit yeah. God, i in the centuries, anxiety Yes, it on, on house, in the country Watching after repeats in the in the country He takes a bundle of pills and piles up all his bells in the country it's like a an animal farm that's a real charm in the country. He's got morning glory and lots of different. Country, in the country i
5: obsessive cinema discourse pick six movies the podcast by the cemetery the podcast on haunted hill the psycho semantic podcast rick radio house of wax dude looks like the 80s rabbit and red radio the shade cast YouTube and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.